And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, the newest episode of the Space Suplex Podcast. This is episode 43, and uh, I am here with my hostess with the mostest, Mike. Hi, I'm good. I'm, I'm I got the mostest of something. Do you? Yeah. I know I've said we've done this exact same thing before. That's how sad and boring. And wrote it all is. <laughs> Sounds fine. I know. It's just a way to get through it because it's always the hardest thing to make interesting. So let's just fucking move it on. How about that? How about it? How about it? All right. So uh, we got some interesting things uh, I'd like to talk about. Uh, this is going all the way back to what? F- February? Yeah, February 2nd. Way too far. Yeah, well, it happens. <laughs> uh, the WB put on the World Clyde tournament that obviously was nothing major. But it did have some things that I'd like to note throughout. Um, and that is the fact, the main two things I want to think about it, talk about is two performers that I had one opinion about them and then it went the opposite way for both of them. And the first round, uh, there was Tyler Bate against Cedric Alexander. And Cedric Alexander is the person, that the first person I want to talk about in that I never really watched much of him because I don't watch, you know, 205 Live or any of that stuff. So I was like, more of a just like, okay, he's just another cruise away, whatever. But then, when his, him and Tyler Bates match, they just did a lot of the stuff that where they do a lot of a, a long string of moves, none of them get the best of each other, and then they just stand up and go, whoa, we're even, and then everyone claps, right? And that one time in a match is whatever. But the fact that they did it several times in the match was kind of like, okay, this is kind of stupid now. It's like down to just like showing off. <laughs> so I started to think, uh, are you boring? Yeah, it seems like you're boring. Uh, so I didn't care for that. But uh, another first round match that uh, did 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 wonders for the guy in question is Dominic Djokovic. Uh, he faced. TJP or TJ Perkins. And at that point, I hadn't thought much of him other than because he hadn't, they hadn't really done much with him. So it's less his fault and more of a, just they didn't have time for him on, sh- on NXT like they normally do. And that really showcased him in a way that I was not expecting. And it was a really better match than I was, I was thinking it was going to be. And just all the things went together and made it way better than I thought. And so I was very impressed I was like, damn, boy, you might have something. <laughs> and because uh, of the the two matches I just mentioned, the winners of those two matches was Tyler Bate and Dijakovic, so they faced each, those two faced each other in the quarterfinals, and they had a good match as well. So that's basically all I want to mention, outside of the uh, winner being Velveteen Dream, who eventually took on Johnny... Gargano and took his North American Championship away from him, and that's what he currently has. And he just now just added his wonderful slide sofa. That's right. Wheel that sofa out. Dream don't got time to walk. <laughs> Push me out, ladies. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, Tyler Bate and Dijakovic was was very good. I actually put it on my list for the year. So how did you say that? Dijakovic. You didn't say that. I don't care. <laughs> we all could agree. You did not say that. <laughs> I admit I didn't say that. I don't care. <laughs> nice. 
And another thing about the whole thing was that the, how um, the uh, injury that uh, was sold by Dream the whole time through when he started out with Tony Nice, which I thought was not the best match. But then he had faced uh, Humberto Carrillo, which was pretty good. And then he faced Jordan Devlin, also very good. And then Tyler Bates. So it was a very, uh, very interesting set of matches there between those uh, four. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess uh, we'll go to the next thing on the list. Now, there was a show of Elimination Chamber, but didn't fucking watch that. Then we had Fastlane. I didn't watch that either. <laughs> um, I mean, why would you? Yeah, It wasn't. It's not like important, I guess I could say. I don't know. Because they don't put any importance in it. So that's pretty much what it is. But then we had um, the uh, before the, the, the before WrestleMania uh, NXT show. This one being NXT TakeOver New York. And this one we both watched. So why don't you uh, give me uh, some thoughts on that first match there, Mike. Okay, well, the first match was the NXT Tag Team Championship match between the War Raiders and whatever the hell they're known these days. Uh, <laughs> defending their titles against Aleister Black and Ricochet, which were, they got the shot, the shot from uh, winning the uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament from uh, weeks prior. That's right. And uh, is an excellent match. It's I mean, I'm going to say that about every match on this card, just have FYI. You're going to hear me say excellent, <laughs> superfluous, awesome, you know, lots of superlatives because this, this, this card is, as usual, just amazing, just great, fantastic, wonderful. Yep. So this is a great match. Uh, lots of lots of fantastic spots and just they all do it for me well. Uh, too bad they're all gone now, so no, yep. more, no more doing it for me. Which uh, is interesting to note that uh, Black and Ricochet hadn't teamed up before until they hit the main roster um, about a month before the show. And then uh, it turned out they worked well together, so it was a pretty good team. And I really liked them individually as it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now they're split up via that stupid shoot-up, so, you know. Let's be honest. They don't know though, what they're doing. That's the right thing to do because they're not – they're better – I mean, they're good as a tag team, but it was really just a makeshift thing for that tournament. Right, of course. Just so that that there could be a, a really good, uh, you know, uh, tag team championship match on the actual pay per view. So it's not because they don't really they don't have any other challengers built up. So that's fine with me. I didn't care that that did it for that reason, though. They need to have uh, you know work on that tag team division. But you know, especially now because we don't have champs anymore. Apparently, even though they have the belt still, I don't know. Well, actually, no. You probably sounds like you haven't heard the uh, the show this week. That's going to be tonight, as of this recording, the May 8th. Uh-huh. They are going to relinquish the titles, give them up. Oh, they're just going to vacate them? Just going to get rid of them. Just going to vacate them, yes. Really? Yep. God, they're so stupid. Yep. Uh, what are we going to do? Have another fucking tag team tournament? Or some stupid I don't shit? know. We'll find out, I guess. But, uh, yeah, as of, but as of NXT TakeOver New York... We didn't think their warriors are going anywhere. No, so. and they shouldn't have. But no, they shouldn't have. They should still be there. Should still defend them. <clears throat> so, uh, but, or, uh, Viking experience, Viking Raiders, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. 
See you later. The Viking Vikings. Yeah, that's what I should call them. (laughs) Um, Speaking of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, uh, the brackets uh, leading up to the final, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, They they definitely look like they're going to, because of Forgotten Sons, which uh, needs to stay forgotten, um, had gotten to the finals before being beaten by Alistair Black and Ricochet. It's uh, clear they're going to definitely push them more, and they definitely have more of a say in that case being the fact that there's so many guys left. So many guys have gone down the card, as I like to say, even though everyone else says the opposite. Definitely went down the card. Uh, I just like to put it... uh... But they, uh, it's not that they go up to the main roster. They just, they just go to the main roster. Yes, there. And uh, there's you, no up. It, it, well, there's definitely, yeah. You can, they went down to the main roster. You know? Yeah, yeah. a good way exactly. of putting it. So, <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't have it like a tournament. I, I hope they just like do something other, some other quicker, easier thing to find out who's in, you know, the match to determine the next champions at the I assume. You know, it's going to be at the next takeover, uh, which is that like early. Time. I got a scenario. I got a scenario right now. You want me to tell you my scenario for how to deal with the vacant titles? Do tell, Matt. All right. Um, so some authority figure, say Triple H or William Regal, comes out to the ring. Uh, they decide that there should be a worthy tag team that should have them. Uh, a worthy, of course, in their mind, not the fans necessarily. And then they bring out the Forgotten Sons. And they're just going to put on Wesley Blake and uh, what's the other guy's name? I forget now. <laughs> I don't know. That's how much forgotten. Uh, St- uh, Steve Cutler. I've forgotten Cutler, too much of them. St- Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake. And they're about to just hand it to him, right? Okay. And that's how they're going to deal with it. Except for then you have uh, a previous team. That they still have on the show that has had them multiple times before. They come out to say, hey, oh yeah, yeah, excuse me, whoa, 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 what about us? What about us? Maybe, what about, you know, maybe doing it the right era. way? And they could be the Undisputed Era in that, in that case. And uh, so say uh, Fish and Riley come out, since they like to put them together again. I know I know what you think, but you'd prefer O'Reilly. O'Reilly no, I already, I already know that this is how it is now. Okay. They've already well, they made it very unambiguous at one point. I realize. <laughs> All right, let me move on. And so what then they no. do is that uh, after trying to convince the uh, the person with the power to make it just a match real quick, like right now, then that person says, okay, let's do that. And then the match happens, and then the winners end up being the Forgotten Sons. What do you think? I think I want to shoot myself in the head. <laughs> Well, guess what? I'm not original. That literally just happened on SmackDown yesterday. What? <laughs> yes. Okay, so huh? last week, last week, let me explain. Last week, the Hardys are the SmackDown champions, right? Okay. Tag champions. And legit injury uh, had been had happened to uh, Jeff Hardy. So they gave up the titles. And this week, everything I said happened. Obviously, the difference is who it was, right? So the authority figure was Shane McMahon. 
and he was going to give it to his quote-unquote worthy team being Daniel Bryan and Rowan. And the team that came out to say, wait, 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 was the Usos. Even though they're supposed to be on Raw. Wild card shit going on here. I'm such a genius. Yeah, yeah, which is never going to make me... It just makes it more confusing. It's more confusing, especially for people who just switched shows, and you saw them, like, uh, say, AJ Styles. You saw AJ Styles on on SmackDown for the last two years. Solid. To me, to me no more. And, 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 and hold on. And he's now he's supposed to be on Raw, but then he shows up randomly whenever on SmackDown, and this quickly, when the switch happened, you're already like, uh, of course he's supposed to be on SmackDown, but then, wait, oh, that's right, he's not supposed to be. And it makes it confusing. But regardless... It doesn't have to be confusing. They can just end the brand split. Yes, that's true, which is my other point, which is that either do the brand split or don't. Don't do this bullshit. Like, I didn't mind, like, say, last year, last couple, last year or two, John Cena didn't really have an assigned show. He just went wherever they needed him. That was one guy, and it didn't really matter. Like, they did it rarely. But when you're doing it every week, oh... Four guys from one show can just show up in the other whenever they want. I'm like, yeah, like I don't you... care. That's not a reason to tune in. The reason to tune in is because the quality of what's happening, regardless of who shows up where and when, is actually yes. good, which it isn't. That's their problem. They're like, I don't know why they have this hard time understanding this. No, I know. It's really basic stuff. Like, come on. Well, I'm convinced when Vincent Mann's out there saying he's a genius and everything. I'm just convinced he's very deluded. Yes, I'll say that much. Um, so, anyways, that's what geniuses yeah, that, say. They they, yeah. they they congratulate themselves as being geniuses, right? Obviously. Yeah, we got a president that does that right now. So you know, I'm like a very smart person. Anyways, that's what smart people say. I well, wait, said no smart person ever. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So um, so yeah, that was the exact scenario from SmackDown, and Daniel Bryan and Rowan won the titles. So there you go. So you could just do the same thing on NXT and piss us all off. <laughs> no, let's not do that. I mean, I do yeah. I do kind of expect the Forgotten Sons to... to put, I, I do think that there's a good possibility they'll be the next champs. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's possible, too. Just the way they're booking them and the way they're making them look. Though, I, I would much rather uh, a team that actually is heels that actually are much better... Like, I don't know, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Way better choice. Agreed. And if you want to go the the uh, face route, you give it to somebody who has also hasn't had it, who's been blowing up the scene for a couple years now, Only Lorcan and Danny Birch. That's Come right. on, people. I know. I don't even Jesus care if you Christ. put it back on fucking uh, Undisputed Era. I'll, I'll take that, too. I, I, okay, well... If you're given, if you've got a choice between Forgotten Sons and any of these options, yeah, I'll take any other option. But wow, what a jerk you are! <laughs> I just, I just prefer uh, new, new fresh faces in the tag team division. In my opinion, I think, I think we get new fresh faces because how NXT normally works enough that I just don't care. I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's true too. I understand what you mean. So, Shit cycles by nature there. Hey, while we're so. while we're on tag teams, and I know I used to think you liked this team, but apparently you don't. And I just want to know, as of late, if you've changed or lightened up at all. And that is the Street Profits. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Got to think about this one. 
<laughs> mm, I'm, I want to try to come off as not an asshole, but it's kind of hard because I don't really like them. Like, what about it? Because I've never, I don't think I know. I just like them. I just think they're, I think they're good in the ring, generally. Yeah. Not always, but generally. That's obviously my least of my problems. It's everything else. Really? What, yeah. what else? They're stupid fucking gimmick. What is this thing? <laughs> obsession with a fucking solo cup. Who cares? That's true. I will admit. I don't understand what the hell is. Is Stop it what's in it? stirring <laughs> motion. Stop it. Stop it. It looks dumb. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> they got a bully stirring it. Imaginary bull. <laughs> I mean, obviously, their whole gimmick is, we like the party. We, we, we like the party. Like, that's pretty much it. Because the whole thing with the solo cup is that, you know, you're supposed to imagine there's beer in there. You know? Right. Because that's what silk cups are known to, to contain, thanks to frat houses and shit. Right. You know, it's, hey, man, beers, just have a good drink. I'm like, no, that's not a gimmick. It's just not a gimmick. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a, it's not a thing. I don't, don't do it. Uh, I, I will it. admit some of the things, like the things you mentioned, specific the specific things you mentioned do make me, like, scratch my head. But, I don't know, I just... I get into them coming out, and like I said, those Rhino fun, and their fucking theme's amazing, so, you know, I just I just can't fucking fold it. Did you just that. call their theme amazing? <laughs> is it not? No. No, no, it really isn't. No. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite stupid little fuse they had <sighs> in recent past? What? It was when, when they were against the Mighty because they, they stole their chain and their precious fucking solo cup. Yes, I remember that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was on the edge of my seat for that shit. When are they going to get it back? This worthless, not gold chain and stupid cup. Oh, you know, I couldn't wait for the climax of that. And when it happened, I was like, yes, they got it back. Now it's just finally over. I don't have to watch this crap anymore. They could just go buy another cup. I know. How much does it cost? I don't know. Well, usually they don't sell them singles, so you could just go out and pull another one out of the stack you got in the back. Exactly. What are, we, what, what are we talking about here? In fact, you should do that right now. Go pull it out of the stack and then bring it out and go, ha, don't need it. Got one new one already. <laughs> but what about his gold chain? It's so important. I don't know. Maybe you should fight for that one. <laughs> maybe, maybe you shouldn't care. It's just a dumb jewelry. It doesn't mean anything. You spent too much on it anyway, whatever it was. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. All right. I don't know. I'm, I don't hate them a ton. I know it sounds like I do, but it definitely sounds like you do. I don't know, man. <laughs> just, I'm just not into them that much. All right. I know. Who, I know someone you're into. Am I? You into the? Well, we already went over this, but you're into the dream. The damn straight, velveteen dream. Hit it. Hit it. Yeah, I like him. Um. And uh, he defeated Matt Riddle to retain that previously mentioned North American title. You liked that match, didn't you, Mike? That was fantastic. Once again, another superfluous, awesome, great match of awesomeness. That's Sweet. it. Yep. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, did you like the idea, the fact that they uh, made it so it looked like they, they basically wrestled that match as... Riddle basically had Dream seemingly beat, but Dream like snuck it out at the end. That's what I predicted actually how it would have worked go down as it was happening. 
Yeah. Because when I saw it was really happening earlier on, I was like, I was like, man, he's getting lots. Randall's getting lots of offense here, and it's just not, it's not really ending. So uh, that's when I started thinking, maybe Velveteen Dream's going to retain, and he's going to do it just slight, just barely, just barely. But which, which would tell you, or you would think that means that their feud would continue, but it doesn't seem to be continuing these days. No, it doesn't. It's almost immediately it was just like, nope, was it? He's on, he's going on next person. It's uh he's he's it was Dijakovic, right? Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. out of nowhere, uh, like the previous week or whatever. To uh, currently, he was Dijakovic just uh beat beat a jobber, and then it was one like, move. <laughs> yeah, with one move, which I laughed about. I thought it was pretty funny. And then yeah. usually I'm really not into one move matches that aren't matches, but uh, I thought that was really funny. And then, and then he comes up and just, yeah, he just out of nowhere, just calls out Velveteen dream. And then last week he, yeah, Velveteen got, came out on his wonderful sofa to uh, badly sing the worst singing I've heard in a long time. Uh, (laughs) In order to uh, accept his challenge, I suppose. So, yeah. Yeah. And when he came out last week, uh against Monsoor um mm-hmm. I was uh surprised that it didn't just he didn't just get another one hit win <laughs> but no, uh they, no they, they did they 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 started it that way yes too as a callback to the previous time yeah right yeah you know, he's like he's like he tried for the kick again the sex same outing but of course yeah he missed and it was avoided and they had a surprisingly good match uh, the where Mansoor yeah. got lots of really nice offense in, so I was surprised. Yeah. The thing I didn't, because you know I'd seen him before, and I was like, oh, this guy, I'm not. This guy doesn't have any personality. I found out why, because on that same week's NXT UK, uh-huh. he was also on that show. Mansoor was. Oh, he was. Okay. And he was against a face. He was against Travis Banks. Oh, really? So he came out with a hat on. I was like, what the fuck has he got a hat on? And he starts drawing with the fans. I'm like, well, he looks like he's getting a personality. It's because he was a heel. And that's how he does his heel shit. And I've never seen him do that before. It was way better. Way better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Way better is probably selling it too much. But uh, he was definitely uh, a step up from uh, just vanilla, boring, babyface version. So mm-hmm. I think you'd like that. That was on that same show with the... That crazy uh, the chop, chop from the chop heard Walter. Around the world. Yeah, literally heard around the yeah. world. Oh, <laughs> from, I, that's what I meant. Literal. From Walter. Everyone to, knows uh, what I'm talking about. Yes. Even if they didn't watch the show because they heard it. They heard it happen. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I can hear it in my head now. It's great. It's fantastic. Yep. Speaking of the chopper, uh, the ch- the chopper and the chop. Well, no, just yeah, the chopper. The choppy. No, the chopper. Chopper. Yes, that's right. Uh, Walter. That was yeah, Walter. Walter. Yeah, on this takeover <laughs> in New York, the next match after that previous one we just talked about a bit was a uh, for the WWE Night Kingdom Championship that Pete Dunne held. But six hundred and eighty-five days. A long time of Jesus Christ. Great, definitely one of the best. Like. I'm talking about all wrestling I've been watching since I came back to watch in 2017. Uh-huh. And I think it's probably one of the best title reigns uh, since I've watched. Absolutely. 
definitely up there. I think it's up there with uh, Okada's uh, over seven. Because like it, it to me it didn't get boring until until the Blackpool UK show, where they just went a little too long. They went they went way too long with that uh, that main event on that show with him defending against Joe Coffey. Yeah, that's where it kind of soured on me. But uh, yeah, but it was yeah, it was more than long enough, and yeah, it was overall very good up to that point. Yep, and here he uh, be done does finally uh, drop that title to to the big ger- Austrian, right? He's Austrian. Yes, he's Austrian. Austrian chopper extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, and that and this was a lot. This was a way better match than I thought the Joe Coffee match was. Yes. Uh, just really. Oh, really I feel good. like that. I feel like a lot of people would say the opposite just because they're just weird. I've heard some people they think that it's not that great or slower paced or whatever. I don't know. I I just thought it was really good. It was definitely that slower paced, but still. Yeah, slightly. At first, it was, I guess. Um, then we had the NXT Women's Championship Fatal Four Way. Uh, Shayna Baszler surprisingly defended uh, successfully against. Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kairi Sane. Kairi Sane also moving down to the main roster. Yes. And doing a very cliche team up with the other Japanese woman on the, on the main roster still, currently. So, uh... Yep, because they, they don't have any direction for anyone, so just put them together. Yep. With no, no real direction other than some generic uh, tag team. I mean, they do need some women's tag teams just because they have belts for them, but... Yeah. You know, well, I so. agree, but they need to build actual teams, not fucking uh, just slap people together. I mean, I guess right. for the short I mean, term... Sometimes that works. For the but... short term, yeah, sometimes it works, and for the short term, I get it, because they didn't... They, they just uh, established those belts not too long ago, but right. at the same time... You know, back you know it's coming. You didn't just, like... <laughs> The belts didn't just drop on your face and you say, "Well, I guess we're doing this now," you know. So yeah. So at the same time, you still kind of need to be building up those tag teams as actual units, but they just don't do it because Vince McMahon is bad at this job now. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. A classic version of tag teams uh, being two guys being thrown together and working well is, of course, uh, Brian Pillman and Steve Austin. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, more recent tag teams being, uh, oh, I didn't think at first it worked as well, but it eventually it did, which was, actually I got quite a few uh, more recent examples. Uh, the oldest of those recent examples being Seamus and Cesaro. And, yeah, yeah. And then uh, me me suddenly seeing two guys I'd seen separately in that, in uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, and then seeing them thrown together and, it was by the third match I'd seen them tag together. I was like, they're definitely getting better, and now I like them a lot. So. Yeah, that's true. I so guess I can't work. poo-poo it too much then, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you just haven't seen them. When it works, of... I just like, eh, I just kind of forget that they did that. That was the thing. They just, right. They did that to them, but then it worked. So I'm just like, eh, okay, whatever, and I forget about my potential complaint of just throwing guys together like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we just <laughs> talked about Black and Ricochet being thrown together. Yeah. And they worked really well. Yeah, they so did. they definitely they definitely are more appealing separate, but 
they were really good as that makeshift tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the main event, uh, two out of three falls, Johnny Gargano defeated Adam Cole to uh, win the vacant NXT championship. This was originally supposed to be another round in the Garga- Johnny Gargano versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa feud which they were going to reignite again after they lost their match in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. Yeah, they were gonna. Be, it was going to be the final chapter to that. Look at the whole blow-off to everything they did last yeah. year. But uh, because of real-life injuries and surgery desperately needed for Champa, that's why they never did it. So Yeah, what's funny is that, of course, they to set up the whole match that they initially did before they couldn't do it, they had the whole thing of Ciampa taking uh, Gargano and trying to throw him into the screen again, mm-hmm. and then it getting reversed, and then Gargano doing it to instead doing it successfully to Ciampa. And I remember seeing since they had already shown oh he got the surgery and everything, and they weren't going to show that as a actual thing happening or had happened. So when they they so I remember when I saw a video package of building up for the um, uh, Gargano Cole match, they showed a brief clip of the reversal where Gargano goes to put his arm around the neck of Ciampa to throw him in the screen, but then they cut right after that, right before that. Because <laughs> they're just trying to show it like, because they were telling the whole thing of, uh, oh, they're great friends and stuff now because of the injury. They don't want to be a dick about it. So... They kind of show it as almost, they try to portray it almost as if he was putting his arm around him like he was hugging him or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. It stuck out. Rewriting me. history, eh, WWE? Yeah, that's what they do. Every WrestleMania, they, re- they rewrite the history of the, the attendance record. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's pathetic. Um, so, despite I didn't want to watch WrestleMania this year, speaking of that, um, I did, for the most part. Obviously, I didn't do it live because I'm not going to sit through seven hours or whatever the fuck. Ridiculous amounts. Um, obviously, I am take all day to fucking go through this whole thing. So we're not going to. Um, of course, I, I skipped uh, Sam McMahon and The Miz and shit like that because, you know, it's shit and I don't care. So, I'd, obviously, if there were any performers that were in a match that I cared about, I would pretty much check it out. Like, I checked out the SmackDown Tag Team title four-way because Astro Black and Ricochet were in that one. And, of course, it felt like up to that point they'd be constantly getting them wins on both shows every week that they should have won it, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that sucked. Um, uh, so the surprise of uh, Rollins and... Brock Lesnar only going two minutes and 30 seconds and being the first match officially on the card. That was interesting. Um, uh, I skipped Triple H Batista because, you know, why would you watch such garbage? I don't know. Why would you? I can't think of much I watched. I, I did watch the... The main event, uh, Becky Lynch and Rousey and Charlotte Flair, where Becky Lynch did the obvious win and took both belts. Um, 
it's, it, it almost felt uh, like a downer because because it was so exhausting, like having to go through all that show to fucking get to that point. Even even with the shit I skipped, <laughs> just because they constantly were like, "Hey, we got all these fucking matches, and gonna take all day, but we're gonna go and cut the matches down so we can do other shit." Because you know that was important. Yeah, I just look at this match. I, I can't remember a whole lot because I didn't watch a whole lot because it just mm. was really uh uninteresting to even get me to watch to begin with. So that's that. Did you watch any of it? Yes, I did. Um, watched uh, watched that uh, Batista match that you said no one should watch, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I, I don't know why, but I just kind of did. And twenty four minutes of that nonsense. It wasn't worth it. So you know, <laughs> as you know, of course not. I did. I did watch the Kofi win. I did watch all the big wins. Um, those matches. Uh, you know, it certainly felt like what I did see, it certainly seemed way better than the last few WrestleManias. But that's a low bar, so not that shocking, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> they can accidentally be better than those other ones. Um, also, around the same time, there was the New Japan ROH G1 Supercard, which I thought was not a very good, not a very good event at all. Um, I mean, like there were some good matches. Uh, I thought Okada versus Jay White was good for the main event. Not great, just thought it was good. Close to great, but not great. Uh, I thought Cody Bushi versus Tetsuya Naito was underdelivered. Pretty much everything underdelivered that I thought would be good, and everything that I wasn't sure about kind of just sucked ass. Um, that's right, you heard me. Uh, I don't know, it just, it just was really underwhelming to me. Everyone else thought it was a fucking great match, great card. I'm just like, I'm like, nah, C minus. C minus. C minus. It's just, it's whatever. I just feel like there was just way more emphasis on, oh my God, guys, guys, can you believe it? We're, we're, we're in Madison Square Garden. Like, that was so much of the fucking marketing. Just yeah. constantly saying that, like, or something like that. I'm just like, yeah, I know. It's it's a building you do things in. Great. I don't care. In other words, you're treating it like a... Because I remember this uh, video of... Uh, they had Paul Heyman, and they were in the uh, the old place they used to shoot TV in, for mm-hmm. ECW, mm-hmm. you know, that they would always call the ECW Arena. And uh, they're like, oh, memories here and stuff. He's like... Not really. I mean, yeah, memories, but like, I'm not fond of the building. Yeah. So that's kind of how he came off. Like, like the building itself is not anything to me. It's what we did here. Yeah, that's what I'm and, trying to say. Yeah, I know. That's why. I said, that's why you reminded me of that when I saw that interview with him. Yeah, so like, it's yeah. like I don't care that much. And it was really obviously. It was clearly, you know, because ROH is is already, you know, it's here. They're in the area. So and they were on the East Coast anyway. So, unsurprisingly, they're the ones effectively that ran the show, and New Japan just kind of was there. Even though most people came there and all the fucking shit was sold out because New Japan was on the card, not because of ROH. Because ain't nothing ROH could do that could sell out a fucking place like that. Not even close. Everyone was there for New Japan, but it was run by 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 ROH shit. 
and they were fucking terrible. They have bad camera people, and it really shows. Like, New Japan has really great... I think New Japan has the... From the stuff I've ever watched, I think they have the best camera crew for capturing matches. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and where WWE is kind of well, like, kind of like, you know, they're okay. They're fine usually, but they're not great. And ROH is just shit. Like, well, well, I guarantee you, uh, WWE is not great simply based on the fact that the directive is anytime there's a brawl, shake up the fucking thing around. Oh no, I agree with you on that. I can't stand that shit. Like it was amazing when I saw, uh, someone take a cell phone shot of, uh, of an entranceway beat down when they were doing that up and down shit with the cameras. And yes. so he got, he got in his, I don't think he was doing it for this reason, but in his video, you see the guy opposite him on the other side of the aisle doing the up and down shit. I mean, he's really going into it too. He's like doing squats and shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And I, so when I, so I, when I ran out on my phone, I specifically just cropped it so it was just the cameraman doing his stupid <laughs> up and down shit. And I'm just like, you see why the fuck I hate this shit? Because every time they do a beatdown where you're supposed to feel like something for the wrestler, all I feel is sick in my stomach because I can't watch it. This shit has to stop. I'm not joking. It's retarded. This isn't even a preference. It's just stupid. Why do they have them do that? It's more brutal. No, it's, well, yeah, if you want me in the fucking toilet throwing up my guts yeah that's brutal <laughs> <laughs> brutal puke Blech. oh god like, he's gonna puke he's gonna puke he's gonna puke so <laughs> i'm a genius yeah what, 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 what it is so so that's part of the problem the other thing is i'm not really huge on ian recovani as a as a uh a, a commentator like he seems, he's kind of seems good at first. Like he has the voice, but then I just don't want to listen to it for very long. You know, just I just don't. I just don't really like it that much. All right, well, since you brought him up, let me uh, let me let me mention other people that were on the that were had spoke at least some point during the show. Did you like Cocabana? He's okay. He's fine enough. I was about to say Kevin Kelly, but I already know you like him. <laughs> he should have been doing the whole thing. Uh, what about Chris Charlton? Oh, he's he's usually fine. Uh, he's mainly in New Japan. A New Japan guy who does uh, uh, translation for people speaking in Japanese. Um, that's usually why leave that in, in like his like really like big histor- history facts that he brings up once in a while about certain uh, things going on right now. Uh-huh. So I don't have a problem with him actually. He's mostly there not to be a commentator, but to be more like history and translation. So I don't really care. It's fine. Mm. And uh, there's some other guys listed, but the only other major one because he did several matches instead of just like one or two was uh, Caprice Coleman. I don't remember anything about the guy, so he must have not been very good. Because <laughs> it says he did uh, matches five, six, and seven, so that's why I was wondering. I'm sure he did, and I'm sure he was passable at best, but that's the thing. I didn't remember him, so there you go. That's all you need to know about that. <laughs> that's true. So did any uh, matches stick out to you besides nothing so far? Oh, no, I told you <laughs> something did. It was the main event. 
You know, oh, okay. It was, I mean, in, in the sense that it was the best match on the card, which is kind of a low bar, but it was still good. It was actually good. It caught on white. was good. Let me guess. If it involved anybody from any talent from ROH, it was kind of meh to shit. Yeah, it was. Yes. So that means you also probably enjoyed Ibushi and Naito. I did. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know. Shocking, right? And did you like Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi? Uh, let me see. Yeah, not that much, but that's more me with my problem with Zack Sabre Jr.'s one-note submission style. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that's where you have I know a that. lot of people like it more than I do, so I know that's just a thing with me. It's just not, like, I'm not against it, but I'm also not, I don't love it. It's kind of just whatever, and I wish he would be more, you know, do a little more variety instead of just constantly trying to do submissions. Like, just please, a little. Right. It would do go a long way for me, that's all I'm saying, you know. And I'm sure everyone else still wouldn't bother them, so just just do for me. That's all I'm saying, just give me what I want, you know. Did you enjoy Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb? Uh that was probably the best thing they had that they had that was that involved uh ROH. ROH people, yeah. <laughs> I actually do like Jeff Cobb uh, outside of that fact for a decent amount, so you know. Sure, I guess. <laughs> sure you guess. Cool. I and and I, and I liked uh, how crazy uh, uh, PCO is. It's great. It's fun. <laughs> Most people do. That dude. Uh, well, I see why now. Just from the match he had here, like the dude is old as shit. Is peculiarly some weirdo tag team mid carder from the the mid nineties in WWE, WWF. You know. Right. I and know. It, and it's just. It's just funny. Like now he's like this old dude. He looks crazy, and now he takes fucking probably the craziest bumps he's ever taken. Like what the fuck is he doing? It's great. I love him. Can't can't hate that. Can't hate it. Huh? I mean, I hope. I I don't want. I I I hope he he has more. I I think he needs more sense than he has more brains than he has uh, 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 bravery here. But uh, but uh, I'm not gonna not gonna shit on him. You know, he definitely puts in the the effort. So. He needs he needs to come to he needs, he needs to make a new Japan visit. That's what he needs to do. So I can see him again. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, do you have anything else? Because that's all I had. Uh, hmm, I mean, there was uh, there was two other well yeah two other shows and more recently from New Japan that I watched uh, it was uh, Sengoku Lord in Nagoya. And then I saw yeah, sometime a little bit after that there was a uh, Resident uh that two day uh, show where they have where um what was the match I put the, there's a day one main event match that I put I put on my list for this year because I liked it a lot it was uh the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match uh, between Dragon Lee which is the current champ and Taiji Ishimori, which was the guy he that lost it. So it was a rematch from it was a rematch from a, a I can't remember. Oh yeah, it was oh yeah that that's right. Duh. The thing we we're just talking about G1 Supercard. That's where that's where uh, Dragon Lee won it. Right. And this was a rematch for that. I thought this was way better than G1 Supercard match that they had. So so that was great. Uh. 
I'm surprisingly not super big into day two Western Otaku's main event, which was uh, Okada defending uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship versus uh, Sonata. I, I I was more into their match last year on around this similar time, a little earlier than this is last year. I think they had their match at a, a new, the new beginning or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, it was, hey, it was it was good. I heard he got rid of that scruffy ass beard you hate. Oh no, he did not. No, no, no. Still had it. Still no, had it. no. What he did, what changed, and you're you're not incorrect to say something changed. But that's not what changed. He's still there. Still very <laughs> blonde. Very big dye job. <laughs> but he took his normal mohawk and he You remember how he remember how his hair looked when he uh when he was going under his full name, Seiyu Sonata? Where he had all blonde hair? Yeah, all blonde hair. And yeah. it was and it was basically combed, that that look like it was combed like like almost like a, like a side comb like kind of thing side part. Yeah, yeah. It's back That's when what I it looked like first time. Knew him. That's oh, what really? it looked like. Yeah. So okay. the second I saw that, I'm like, oh, we're going back to Seiyu Sonata hair, huh? All right. <laughs> I actually kind of like that. I like actually the way he looked uh, at Wrestling Taku. I was like, I actually like this more than your mohawk. So keep this keep this going. <laughs> you wanna you wanna you wanna like a, a quasi a, like a. Like, what's the word? I don't know. Like an in-between character, some from the old, some from the current. I mean, his character still is exactly like it's been of recent. It's just that he just now has pretty much. I, I don't know if I don't know if he did more blonde than he has been on the top of his head, but uh, but it but this I guess it, whether it is or isn't, it's it looks that way because he, now he's combing it. You know, it's not standing straight up anymore. Right. So you don't see the darker uh, roots of it as much. So it could so it could just be a simple he just combed it differently and it, nothing else. It could be. Uh but yeah. but it did it did bring the appearance of it being a lot more blonde than typical of recent. And and because of his bleach blonde beard and fucking mustache as well. <laughs> it just looks kind of weird now. Like <laughs> I still want him to shave that shit, but I actually like it better when it's just blonde because it almost like disappears into his skin tone. Uh-huh. <laughs> to me, it did when I was watching the match. I was like, I don't know. I kind of like it better. Uh, it's weird. If you're gonna have it. Make sure I can't see it. That's what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Like, make sure it, bl- it blends in at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I gotta see it from a far shot. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think Dorsonaku was pretty good. Not as good as last year's, but uh, I liked it mostly. It, I gave it a C. You know, I didn't do a blog post, but that's where I'm rating it. Same thing with Zephyr. Zephyr both both nights. Uh, well, I just I just rate them both together. Right, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, both nights. yeah, both nights. Same with Sengoku Lord. I gave it the same rating. Uh, it's whatever. So, what about yeah. Ishii and, and Evil? Because I gotta always check in on my boy Ishii. What's that? So, I gotta always check in on my boy Toro. To, fuck Tomohiro Ishii. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They had that uh, day two uh, Evil. Second to last match, yes. Evil and Ishii. Uh, that was actually really good. Um, it wasn't quite there for me uh, to put it on my list, but for some people... Too many I, high standards, huh? I have too many... Yeah, I'm going to have to say, that's got to be the reason. Like <laughs> Me watching NXT starting in 2017 and then 
at the beginning of 2018, I started watching New Japan. It's like, and I cut out the, and in, in somewhere in there, I cut out uh, uh, main roster WWE altogether, for the most part, except for you know a few pay per views here and there. Very smart. It's like, it's like now my standards are so high, like I can't even, like even like the superlative Ishii and Evil match. I'm just like, yeah, you know, it was it was mostly good, but eh, I wasn't quite there because that's just how high my standards are now. <laughs> Curse good wrestling, you know? What can I say? Right. I know a lot of people thought it was better than I did, but like I said, it's probably just me because of high standards now. Hey, uh, the new guy, was it El Fantasmo? Oh, yes. Uh Uh-huh. How did he come off for you? Uh, I actually quite like him already. Uh, Oh, really? Not a ton, but, you know, we'll see going forward. he, He might be a grower. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that because I already do like him more than other people who are like... Like they come on immediately and then take a long a, a while to get on with me, but uh, with him, I feel like he's gonna grow faster than that. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. He he was in you know one of those many multi-man tag matches that he debuted in uh, in the other card. So mm-hmm. it's not always the best you know uh, showcase, if you might will. So, but it feels like they're gonna definitely push him more than. Um. Uh, pretty fast here, I guess. I think he's. And it's clear he's going to be. Uh, he's going to be part of that. Uh, uh, junior heavyweight division, which they definitely need. They need more people for that. So. Uh, yeah, he looks good. I, I I already like him at least to an extent. So, I hope it goes up. So I have a, a couple more questions about some guys. Yes. Um, Mikey Nichols. The former part of the Mighty. That's right. I like him way more already in New Japan than I ever liked him in NXT. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, even when they debuted, and I wanted to like those two guys, you know, TM61, which is what their name was for a long a long time in NXT as well, before right. they switched to the Mighty and became heels. And uh, I kind of liked them there, but I just didn't quite do them. They never quite did it for me in any fashion. I don't know why. Maybe it was just, uh, maybe this is just an example of NXT in a rare time that they just don't do it for me. They just didn't do the right the right build for these people. They just didn't use them quite right. I don't know. But uh, you know, his tag team partner didn't didn't follow him over. He's still in NXT being unused. I guess he just likes that. I don't know. It's fine if he wants that. Um, just get that paycheck, I guess. It's just sitting around. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I like uh, I like Nichols. He was he debuted in the uh, as part of the in the New Japan Cup back in February, and right away he had an excellent match. One of one of his matches in that tournament was against Okada, and it was awesome, so good. So, and uh, what about that uh, goofy character Hukulele? Who who he what Hikulele? I don't know. It's Hikuleo. Hikuleo, whatever the fuck. Hikuleo. <laughs> he, say it with me. Hikuleo. Hikuleo. Thank you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, first of all, he's not goofy. I don't know where that goofy. Are you just talking about his name? You think his name is yeah. goofy? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's he was around sometime last year. That's when I first got introduced to him. That's why I'm not thinking of him as some new guy because he's not new. Uh, he was out for a while with an injury. That's why it was, took quite a while for him to come back. Um, he's actually, uh, one of, 
He's actually one of the... I think he's supposed to be legitimately one of the sons of Haku. Or something related, you know. He's in that family-esque kind of thing. You know, with uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa and all that shit. You know, Samoans or whatever they are. Yes. So, um... And, uh... Yes, he... Okay, let's see here. I'm just trying to look in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. He is the, uh... He is, an, he is the nephew and adopted son of of uh, Ming slash Haku. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, so, what he do is I He's the half-brother of Tamatanga. So, there you go. That's the same family, yes. Yes, that's what I thought. So, I mean, it looks it. He looks it. So, um, uh, so you're asking me uh, what do I think of him as a whole just right yeah. now? Yeah, uh, I don't have I don't have much of an opinion on him because he doesn't have much of a character. He's just kind of really. he's just kind of kind of the associate the he you know when he when he's around he's actually just like oh he's the big guy I'm like what the other big guy oh. other than other than Fale? <laughs> I just realized why I thought he was goofy. I'm thinking I'm picturing the other character that another guy plays, the great Okarn. <laughs> Really? That's why you I got it mixed him up. In that. Yes. Well, because I haven't seen. I've seen the Okarn character, but I have not seen Hikuleo. Whatever the fuck. God damn it. Hikuleo. Hikuleo. <laughs> it's not that. That's why. That's why. Because I I was picturing the Great Okarn when I was thinking of his name. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you need to get that out of your head. That's a different, yeah. really different guy. That guy. <laughs> Is uh, Tomioki Oka? He was a young lion that I saw him as just as himself right. for a while, quite a while in 2018, before he went off an excursion. And that character he has now is exclusively been developed away from New Japan. And the only time he was in quote unquote doing New Japan shows is when uh, they did the New Beginning USA shows earlier this year. Uh, when they were intended to get bigger stars, but then they couldn't because of fucking Donald Trump's travel ban. Oh yeah, that Bull- fucking shit. Bullshit. Or or visa crap that they couldn't get visas basically for for their big talent or from anyone really. So and the fact of the matter is that uh, Tomukioka or the Great Okarn, he's been in the UK. Like that's where he's been. So he was able to come over here somehow, maybe because he already had a visa that was active or something. I don't know. I just thought of something, and I thought of I wish they would have brought out a just an American wrestler to act as like act like he's a like he's a representative from the U.S. government, and he'd come <laughs> out as a heel and say, "Yeah, I blocked Okada and all them coming over, ha ha ha, you know, wherever the fuck he blocked." Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Get some real heat with that shit. I don't. I don't know. I don't think. And then uh, a satisfying beatdown and a thorough trashing. Thrashing. I don't think uh, <laughs> the Great Okarn gimmick's going to be what he's actually, that guy's going to be doing when he returns to New Japan ultimately. I doubt it, at least. I would hope not. Because a lot of people don't like it. <laughs> so I think it's funny. But that's because I like to say it, and I think it's funny. I don't know. It's funny. I did. I did see the two matches he had uh, on those when he came over here for those shows I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so it was definitely better than other other footage I saw match footage with him in the UK doing stuff over there, or that happened earlier. 
I was like, that shit was just lame. He was better here, but but I still want to see something else because his his character is kind of dumb. Anyway, so so back to Hikaleo, since uh, now you know it's not they're not the same guy. Um, <laughs> I already uh, knew they weren't. I was just I just fucked it up. Hikaleo, I fucked it in my head. So Hikaleo is kind of like a he's just a really tall, big dude. He's pretty young. Uh, outside of like. Balak Fale, he's always the guy like, oh, you're so big and intimidating and part of the boat club and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't think much of him, to be honest. I, I, I don't think he's... I think he's kind of green and uh, doesn't have much of a character or personality. So, to me, I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like, I want him to be better just because, you know, they want to put him on screen. So, please make him better, you know? But... Uh, okay, I've, I've seen... I'm looking at him now. And so yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Where he's just a big dude that looks like a Samoan, so big Samoan is all he has. Big Samoan. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Cool. Anyone else you got? Um, like, you want to get feelers out on me? On get feelers out. <laughs> uh, nothing off the top of my head. Uh, nothing that I'm seeing here, real quick. Um, let's see. I did want to mention. Oh yeah, Kushida, his uh, his NXT debut match. Mm-hmm. Who was it against? It was against... Um, fuck, now I you're forget. making me fuck. Um, uh, I'm picturing him. I'm yeah, picturing him. Chris Hero. Let's <laughs> go with that. Let's <laughs> go with that. Yeah, that guy. That's right. <laughs> Cassius Ono. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Same guy. Different yeah, name. That's yeah. That's right. Um. So what did you think? Uh... If I had it to, certainly wasn't the typical, you know, squash match. No, so. and I didn't expect it to be because of who he was against. Right, yeah, I didn't I, expect that either. That, which I'm fine with that. But unfortunately, even even despite that, I was underwhelmed. Yeah, me too. I was as well. Now, I think a big part of that is because even in New Japan, uh, he doesn't really have much of a personality. He's kind of kind of just like He's, back he's to the, the back to future guy. He's a back-to-future guy. That's actually, I think that's the detriment. He needs to get rid of that stuff. I honestly feel like... I don't think that that's the problem. I think that he needs to just, like, get a goddamn personality. Well, that's the thing, though. But he has to get rid of that because he's done that shit for so long. And I think he's doing it in place of having a personality. He's like, yeah, I can get on the the ropes after I get in the ring. And I can mimic the first... The movie's poster. Cool. (laughs) I look like... Marty McFly in 1955 with his life preserver. I, no, I just, I just think it's so rote and cliche. And hey, guys, he might actually think that it might actually be his favorite movie. What do you think? What do you think? Hard to I don't guess. know. I can't tell. I just can't tell. It's hard to tell. Jury's yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that shit. Like, I, I don't mind you doing shit like that, but I mean, they've also got a guy on NXT UK named Kenny Williams. Who does the same fucking shit? I mean, it's well, it's not the same shit, but he does. It's obvious because he has um, the arrow, the Back to the Future arrow, in his fucking tights, and he's got uh, he's got. Uh, I think it's it, it says his name in some way, where it's K W or Kenny or some shit, um, or it says the whole thing, and it's in the same font. It's just like stop. I get it. It's a great movie. I agree, but don't make me hate the movie because of you. <laughs> Oh, I can't hate the movie. <laughs> but uh, but I will say... Damn, damn. What's wrong with these wrestlers? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Just as you talk, criticizing them about it. Anyway, so... <laughs> I I don't... 
I'm not going to worry too much about him having that as part of his kind of theme slash gimmick because that's clearly going to stay. We're not going to lose it. We're not, we're not changing that. I just, I just, I just don't see him having a personality outside of it then. I don't see him have a personality even without it, to be honest. <laughs> but I think it would force the, the least try. Whereas here he's just like, I don't have to. Marty McFly. That's what I am. Back to the I'm future, Jap- guys. I'm a Japanese Marty McFly. Back, back, back to the future. Yay! Yeah, I know, yay, right? Yeah, right? I love it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's really his problem. I just think that he just he just needs to work. People need to sit him down and be like, we need to work on your charisma. You you have like zero. You have a negative charisma. <laughs> um, the other the other the other issue I had, which I know you agree because we talked about it a little bit, is the lighting was too blue for his entrance. It was way too hard to see him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that they just need to get rid of the color. The color lighting doesn't need any of that. Doesn't need that shit. I feel like I don't know what it was, but something about Kushida and New Japan, I felt like his his charisma less uh, uh, on this didn't really stick out as much as it does here. Like it did. He, at least it did here in this first his first appearance. I don't know what it was. It's really strange because like I could tell he didn't really have much of any personality in New Japan, but but at the same time, it didn't bother me as much for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Plus, I also thought their match was kind of underwhelming as well. Uh, I don't know. Just And what was with fucking Cash's own and his black on black? His black text okay, that's on a, black. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I literally forgot while you were talking. I was trying to remember what I wanted to say. And that was it. I'd seen that previously. The previous like time I'd seen it, he was on NXT UK as well. Okay, that's and, my first time I saw it though. Yeah, that's the second time I've seen it because it's 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 a new outfit. But yeah, it it see black's supposed to be slimming and he's kind of fat, so you can kind of tell. And but this is where black doesn't work for that. Doesn't it? It kind of nullifies it because of the fact that you don't have other colors to to um to distract your eye from his bulge. Uh, his belly bulge um and on top of that it also does another thing whatever it's supposed to say you can't really read it because all you got is flat black and shiny black i'm sorry but it doesn't stand out enough (laughs) or at all it's the same outfit he's always worn it's the same recent thing you just can't read it because it fucking it's all the same color it's like stop doing that it's not cool well i think his biggest problem with his outfit is he needs to a he needs to have some of his sleeves. B he needs he needs to have he needs to put on at least like some kind of like shorts version of his tights. Mm-hmm. Like his his trunks the trunks thing doesn't work with his uh, fucking legs. I'm sorry. You either need to lose the weight. <laughs> yes. Or you need to. Fucking honestly, put on that's ultimately the problem. Is that he's a bit too tubby. I know I can talk. I got the chubbiness, but you know, I ain't a wrestler either. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not saying that. Like I'm actually kind of. It's kind of refreshing at times to see overweight guys versus just everyone's got to have a fucking abs for miles and shit. You know, for a long time in the WWE, that's all you saw. You they didn't hire anyone who had. And it, I mean, obviously the Dudley Boys was standing, especially with Bubba Ray, but. <laughs> Mick Foley um, and Mick Foley but uh, you know basically if they were they were kind of grandfathered in because this, that, they came in before they, they had that kind of what seemed to be a rule of hiring anyone um, like that 
So I, I I don't mind seeing you know fatter dudes like hell Piper Niven on X2K. She's fucking ridiculously fat. Okay, she's not. That's a bit ridiculous to say, but she is clearly overweight. <laughs> she's very large. She's a very plus size woman, let's just say. Um, I mean, she's not Awesome Kong plus size, but she's she's close. Um, so I'm not against it if it works, but like for her, it doesn't work either because. Basically, you need to cut the shiny shit out on your tights anywhere and all everywhere if you are overweight. Because <laughs> she had green shiny shit on. I was like, no, no, it's not, not going to work for me. Sorry. So, And I, and also, Cashona uh, uh, needs to... Uh, I, I never... Ever since I started... Ever since I saw him for the first time, I was like, this whole, this whole thing of like sleeveless kind of like uh, tank top kind of like basketball jersey-esque top with your fucking tiny little trunks doesn't work for you tiny little it, trunks. it just does not work you need <laughs> you need you need sleeves and you need you need shorts at minimum come on just do it how about how about jorts <sighs> i mean that'd still be better uh, I, I don't i don't want to see jorts but sure fine i guess as long as it's as long as it's something shorts like you know <laughs> Like, dude, come on. It's not, I don't know why. It's like, dude, does he just not care? Does he do it because he knows people don't like the way he looks? I don't know. Like, dude, just, just, just dress for your physique. You, you don't have, you, you know? Right. Just, I, I agree. Yeah. Ultimately, that's really what the issue is. Fat guys understand. I mean, I don't know if he yeah. does, but he needs to. We understand. We understand. Yeah. We got the excess baggage. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, I mean, I guess unless you want to get into more of the uh, same old same old uh, Saudi Arabia bullshit, I guess we can call it a show. No, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Here's my eternal opinion on that. You can always, you can always assured will be concrete and definite. And that is, fuck Saudi Arabia and fuck WWE for doing a deal with Saudi Arabia. Exactly. That's, that's all you need to know. I just want to mention one quick stat about that, and that is... The revenue from last year. Quarter one, eight point nine million. Quarter two, sixty point six million. I wonder why that happened. <laughs> I can't imagine. Quarter three, back down to eleven point seven million. Quarter four, sixty three point five. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Whoa, whoa, that's it's, it's a complete mystery. I'm gonna have to do this thinking emoji right now to figure this out. <laughs> Uh, and they try to hide it in the other sector. It's not actually their... That's not everything they made. That's just their media other segment. As in, they put it in an other column. They don't actually specifically say what's in the other column. Well, we can't figure that out. You hit it so well from us. Yeah, really hard to figure <laughs> out. It's, it just happens to line up perfectly with when you have those shows. Right, exactly. It's weird how that works. Thinking emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we can't just itemize this as like you know Saudi Arabia blood money, so we got to put it under other, you know. Yeah, I guess I can understand at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sons of bitches. Um. Okay, so I guess that'll call. We'll call that a show. Uh, you can uh, 
check us out on Twitter. Uh, the show is at Space Suplex. HeartArchive.wordpress.com for both this show and our other wonderful podcast, the Heart and Socket Podcast, where we talk about Vigima games. That's and you my like favorite the, subject. You like those Vigima games, do you? I do. I love them. What if they put wrestling in those Vigima games? Do you really like that? Well, if it's the current Uke stuff, then no, I'm not interested. I wasn't. I was talking about any way you wanted it. You didn't have oh, to. Oh, if you put way. like people doing wrestling moves and whatever, like beat em ups or something, sure, I'm all about it. Sweet. That's cool. That's what I meant. Mike Hagar will definitely be for you. I love Mike Hagar. He's my favorite. He's the mayor of the earth. I like that too. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it. Uh, Mike, where can I find you? I am uh, also on WordPress with the same name, USAGI704. And uh, everywhere else, uh, YouTube, Instagram, well, Instagram, there's an underscore between the letters and the numbers because someone, Japanese girl that I've mentioned before, has that other name. She stole it. She's She doesn't use her account. She just uh, has had it since like 2014 or something. Um, Asshole. Yeah, since before me. And uh, yeah, uh, Twitter. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, Twitter and uh, YouTube and yeah, WordPress. And I'll be at uh, Heart Night on Twitter. And anything else important, you can find links to other places there or on the website. See ya.